Okay, uh, so um, doing the money in the bank thing, uh, two more matches have been added. Jeff Hardy to Cesaro, Jeff Hardy versus Cesaro, which is on the pre-show, and then R Truth versus and my guy MVP. So uh, I'll make you know quick results of that. I'll just say Jeff Hardy wins, and I'm sure WWE will book Jeff Hardy to win, and uh, I'm hoping MVP wins. But I think WWE, I don't know for some reason, they're not giving MVP any wins. So for some reason, I. I think they'll just give it to True. That's what WWE will do. Um, so let me remind you of my other picks. I picked Asuka and Shayna Baszler. I chose two for this one that I think that I would want to go with. And I thought WWE would probably go with Nia Jax or, um, or Shayna Baszler herself. So I, I you know what I mean? That, that, so I, Asuka's a personal win. Uh, one for me, and I, I've gone through that, right? Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles were my choice for that one. I think they go. I think WWE will go Black and Corbin. Uh, I say I want Bray Wyatt to win. I think WWE would. I think I said WWE would go Bray Wyatt as well. I said I want Tamina to win, but I think WWE will go Bailey. I said I want Drew McIntyre to win. I think WWE will go Drew McIntyre. And I said I want Forgotten Sons to win because you need a heel tag team. Maybe, you know, build up everyone to be fucking, you know, uh, you know, um, build everyone up against them, essentially, right? Um, and they can cut promos and all that. But I think WWE will go with New Day and maybe do a separate feud, maybe, um, with New Day and Forgotten Sons or something like that. So we'll see how my how how my predictions and how I see the patterns of it going out. Uh, I still wonder uh, if my pick of uh, Corbin being the one that falls off the building, or will they do AJ Styles? But I think Corbin's a safe bet for the guy to fall off the building. I think I think that would be a good fucking way to like you know you you want to like you know accumulate a fucking heelness to this level where the fucking heel finally gets thrown off a fucking building. Maybe he'll go away for a bit or something like that. I don't, I don't fucking know. But right now, Jeff Hardy and Cesaro's on. So we'll see, you know, I think Jeff Hardy, I think WWE will go that route as well. Let's see if I'm right on any level. But, yo, by the way, I just want to say that this MVP and R-True thing, even though I used to think it might be a general match, I'm, ho I'm hoping that my prediction is that MVP actually cuts a promo and tries to get R-Truth to be more serious. Maybe he'll talk R-Truth to being in the stable or something like that. Maybe something good will happen. I, I, I just find it odd that MVP is getting a match with R-Truth. I, again, I don't want to see MVP lose, but I mean, so far they've just let this guy lose when he has wrestled, whatever, right? So anyways, uh, I'm hoping that that segment is not just a throwaway segment and actually leads to something. I thought I'd predict it right now to see if I'm right or not. It was going to be fun to see how this fucking shit turns out. You know what I mean? It might be a mess of a fucking podcast, but who the fuck knows? Okay, so I just watched the... This is going to get so redundant because of the way it's being laid out. Because, I mean, it just, it's just going to be a gradual fucking podcast. I, and again, I'm not good at doing it. I'm not good at doing, like... You know, like, looking at the moves and, like, each time, like, someone did a counter and all that. But it, the, the match, like, the, the story of the match was essentially uh, Cesaro, basically. Like, anytime Jeff Hardy would try to do, like, a highest-risk maneuver, Cesaro would be, like, doing the uppercuts. And he eventually got a gut wrench off of it, whatever. So, I, I thought the match was pretty fucking good for... I'm actually surprised they put this on the fucking pre-show and not MVP and Truth. Like, no disrespect to MVP or Truth, but 
Like, you know what I mean? Like, at least because, like, Hardy has been... They've been building Hardy up with, like, these promos that have been going on, right? They've been building him up. So you think that... I thought they were going to go with Sheamus, but I'm guessing they're extending that maybe to the next pay-per-view if there is one. But, um, anyways, it was a good fucking match. Uh, again, Jeff Hardy won. So I guess I'm one for one. And, my, you know, it's going to be so hard keeping up. I, I, I want to be so fucking different. I had to fucking do it like, oh, how's WWE going to book it? And how's, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, how and how am I going to predict it? You know what I mean? Like that fucking bullshit. So I guess WWE booked it with Hardy winning. And I thought Hardy was going to win. So I guess um, I'm, I'm one for one on, on that one so far. Uh, and I'm one for one on the WWE side of how they would book it, essentially. But we'll see what goes on next, all right? Um, I mean, I, I, again, I, I'm not trying to do it after every single match, but I, I'll try to, like, like do it with, like, three different ones. But, I, I mean, I'm just trying to do something new. I'm trying to fucking... I don't want to do a watch-along, so, you know what I mean? Like, like you know what I mean? Those, those, those get redundant, you know what I mean? Because then I have to... I, 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 every fucking joke, I don't know if I should say it on the fucking stream or I should wait for fucking Twitter, because you know what I mean? I gotta see how Twitter reacts as well. So anyways, uh, yeah, so Jeff Hardy, it was a good, it was a good fucking match. It was a good match. I mean, for an empty, I guess for an empty arena match, some of these matches that would normally feel fucking, you know, uh, you know, full of fucking energy because of the crowd and all that, it's hard to, to put that in, in with this kind of match in an empty setting. And I thought for, for this kind of match, they did actually pretty good. Like, um, they actually adapted to what it was. Because I guess they knew that, like, the high spots weren't going to get the pop. So why, why why risk all these high spots? So I thought it was a good story being teased with Cesaro um, trying to fucking counter every time Jeff Hardy kind of went up and did that. That was the basic story of it, essentially. Anyways, I'll be back for the next match. Fucking Peter Rosenberg. I made this joke uh, uh, l uh, last month, but it's always good to come uh, with the with the good hip hop crossover with wrestling. You know, what I mean, there's always been good hip hop crossover with wrestling, and I think the mutual hatred that wrestling fans and hip hop fans have for Peter Rosenberg, that's a fucking dope crossover. I'm just saying that because he's on my fucking screen right now. Anyways, um, I'll come back with the next match, I guess. Hopefully, all right, peace. By the way, I'm, I'm watching Money in the Bank right now. I just should... I mean, I, I could save it for later, but I might as well just talk about it a little bit right now. But apparently... I saw my timeline, because I, I follow a lot of fucking people, so I can't follow everything. So I have list. So I go by the wrestling list. All of a sudden, people are talking about Del Rio and how overrated he was. And I'm like, oh, it's one of those days where, like, somebody is gonna be like, oh my god, okay, we gotta randomly hate on someone from the fucking past. But apparently, the reason why everyone's talking about him is because there's a news story about him. I haven't read the news story, I just saw the headline, you know what I mean? I, I figure that's, that's perfect enough research in this era of fucking news. We read the headlines and that's it. We don't have context of what's going on or whatever, right? But apparently Del Rio sexually assaulted a woman, threatened to sexually assault a woman, and threatened to dump her, uh, dump her kid in, in a sewer or something like that, or in the road. And again, whenever it's with a celebrity... I always think there's more going on. So, like, is it, like, his time of, of an initiation going on where he had to do something wild? Maybe that's for, like, for you to pay for your fucking fame a little bit. Like, whatever fucking fame you have, you gotta pay for it. Or, 
are you, or is your life in chaos? Because I always believed, since he was one of those guys that melted off against WWE, that a lot of stuff, like, does it, it, does that, like, symbolize that when you're with WWE and you have some shady shit going down, they will do their best to cover it, and then when you're not with WWE and you kind of badmouth them often, all of a sudden, like, you become, like, a target for them, and then they'll create life, they'll, like, create people to be in your life with, with drugs and all that, and you fucking lose your fucking mind. But people won't believe that, because no one believes that this thing is a game, that once you're in an institution or an industry, your life is always going to be chaos. So, I, I, so, so when, when the abuse thing was going on with Paige, I thought that there was some setup going on where they were basically making it seem like Paige would be more safe in WWE and they're exaggerating it. I don't know if he was just meant to be a fucking scumbag, so I never knew the details of it. But it seems like that's what his real life persona is supposed to be now. A, a total scumbag. See, I always predicted that it, you'd find out later on. You'd find out later on that uh, maybe WWE was fucking doing Because I think WWE does it to a lot of their fucking talents. And people they don't fucking like, they can organize some shit against you. Because they're, they're like a fucking mob, essentially, right? So uh, so part of me wonders uh, if, what's, what's going on with that. I don't, I don't know for sure. But it just see, cause, cause I I just cause I cause for a while I thought that there was like a people that were struggling in the system that would fucking eventually get fucking their vindication because these institutions are fucking with them, and I always believe that happened with China when China was seeming she was healthy and all that, and then she went on a rant about Vince McMahon, uh you know uh, you know of, of what he likes allegedly whatever and all that. And people are like, well, this is why Vince McMahon won't hire uh, Del Rio. Actually, it's a perfect reason why he would hire Del Rio. Be like, welcome to the club, pal. You know, Vince McMahon's not, you know what I mean? The, the, the 2006 incidents where he groped a fucking uh, a tanning salon employee. I wonder if that was part of his initiation. Part of one of his systematic initiations. Like, you, you heard stories about this randomly, and you wonder why. You see, it's, it's like Fight Club. You know how like, when Fight Club, they tell you to go start a fight or go start something with somebody? Some of these clubs probably have that kind of rules. I don't know how deep Del Rio is in with all that. I, I don't know how deep he is in with that. I'm watching this tag match. Um, but this, but I don't know how how deep Del Rio is in this fucking uh, world where he has to be this villain now. Well, because trust me, when it comes to celebrities, bro, it's, it's it's not the same as just a regular fucking occurrence going on. I know most people in the media will tell you that, but you know, it, it, there's more to the story of what's going on and why certain public figures just lose their fucking mind like this. People should pay attention. I don't know what it symbolizes exactly. Maybe Del Rio is just supposed to be a scumbag, I guess. But, like, you know, I, there was something fishy going on with the whole page and thing. So I thought, for sure, because he was bad thing with Triple H, that they maybe made it seem like Del Rio was abusing her. But maybe he actually was like, do, like, doing that. But I always thought that maybe WWE was trying to set out a trap, basically. It, like, I always feel like, like, Artie Lang talked about this, too, like, Conveniently, people would always be showing up to his gig with drugs, right? And you wonder, you and you go, oh, there's just random fans, but people in the industry want to always keep their artist and keep their fucking, you know, it's, it's that whole, it's that whole fucking, uh, it's that whole um, iceberg slim shit going on. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's you know, that's it's, it's what it is to me. But anyways, take it easy. Okay, well, the Fatal 4-Way match is done. Really good match. Um, I mean, it was a basic... I mean, 
as much as you can do with a fatal fucking four-way in a, in this kind of fucking setting, you know what I mean? Like, some of these matches are supposed to be high-paced, which I imagine some of them would get fucking good reaction for some of the stuff that they were doing in the match. I'm not going to go over it, you know, 100%, but basically the New Day did win. Um, Jackson Riker got taken out of the match because he interfered and all that shit. So, basically, um, so basically, uh, you know, uh, the, the Forgotten Sons didn't get pinned in the match, uh, the Lucha House Party did, which is what I could have expected, I don't know, I, I thought maybe something would happen with Morrison and, uh, Miz, because they are teasing that with the hacking thing, by the way, somebody slowed down the hacking thing, and the, the voicemail that they leaked out was Maurice's voice, so, um, so I guess that it's hinting with, with something with that. So I kind of thought that maybe Miz and Morrison would, um, have something going on in that, whatever. But I also suspected Kofi and Big, Big E, but, um, I'm guessing that the feud's going to continue with the Forgotten Sons and them because they didn't get pinned. So they have Just Cause, Jackson Riker got kicked out of the match. I, I wonder if they're going to make Jackson Riker actually tag in because he doesn't really do much outside just being there. They don't really give him many singles runs. He's had like maybe one or two single matches. But um, yeah, it was, it was a good match. It was, it was decent. Um, I mean, it wasn't like a blow away fucking match or anything like that. But it's hard to do in this kind of environment also, right? But I, I like some of the stuff that they're doing. It was really fast paced for most part, I guess. But um, yeah, so New Day won, so... Uh, I was right about that. I'm two for two on how WWE would book it, and I'm uh, one, one and one for how I predicted it, I guess. So, anyways, follow along, I guess. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Peace out. Okay, well, um, well, two matches have passed by. Uh, I was eating dinner while one of them was going on. But I guess, so, uh, so the MVP match with R-Truth, Lashley came out, which made me happy. I, I was wrong about my prediction of of the winner also. You know, I, I thought MVP or R2 was going to win, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, WWE was going to do that kind of shit. But it became Lashley. So I'll say, you know what? I'm I'm 1-3. I'm 1-3 in, in my predictions. But I'm 2-3 with the predictions of... 2-3 um, with the prediction of um, how WWE would book it with, you know... Um, well, well, now I'm in, uh, hold on a second, Jeff Hardy, Jeff Hardy, um, um, just that's one problem, hold on a second, Jeff, so Jeff Hardy, okay, so Jeff Hardy match, uh, the, uh, tag team match, and, uh, the R-Truth match and the Tamina match, okay, so yeah, so I'm, um, I was right with the with the Bailey winning. So WWE, I was so in that in that way. I'm two and four. I'm three and four, in how that went down, and I'm, um, in predictions one one and four essentially with my predictions of uh, of what I wanted to happen. I guess, but uh, you know what I mean. So I mean again, I'm, it's a confusing. But I you know the Tamina match with the Bailey was a lot better than I thought it was gonna be. You know what I mean. So, some of these matches are coming across a lot better. I mean, it was one funny moment where Tamina's like screaming, "You touched my face!" or some shit like that. You know what I mean? It was, it was, it wasn't like a really great match, but I thought, uh, the, I mean, the overall story there was um, 
Sasha Banks basically, you know, um, being the distraction, or is she gonna like, like kind of throw Bailey down the bu- throw Bailey under the bus a little bit again and tease more or whatever? Because the last couple times Bailey's been attacked, Sasha's had a grin on her face, like you know what I mean. And I think they're making the Sasha character too like subservient to Bailey for some odd reason. You know what I mean? I I, I don't know. I I know they're building to something, whatever, and all that. But um, listen, they did a good job making me care about Tamina though, because I thought maybe hey maybe. They're doing this because they want to give Tamina a little fucking run, but you know what? You actually made us care about her from the Twitter shit, so I mean, that's why I kind of go, you know what? Maybe they'll give her a fucking run for like maybe a month or so. Uh, who, who knows, really? But you know, I again, so far, it's not bad pay per view. I'm glad that MVP and Lashley are hinting that they're fucking pairing up because I, I've been waiting for that for a while. You know, Samoa Joe, Samoa Joe is in commentary, Lashley is uh, in the ring, and MVP is there. And it's, it's like when MVP was na- uh, naming all these rappers, like Young Thug and all that type of shit, it was like he was naming all the rappers he fucking hates. So when he, he, he told him, you know, get your Young Thug, uh, mom, uh, uh, what was it, um, uh, no, Offset, Offset looking ass, whatever, he just named all the rappers he fucking hated. So I thought that was fucking dope. I mean, the pay-per-view is alright, you know what I mean? Maybe I'm just more excited because I'm doing a fucking podcast about it. That's why it's like keeping me a little bit more hype a little bit for it you know what i mean like my first time really doing a one where i'm doing instant reaction to everything that's going on so you know what i mean i i thought that because I, I i i hate carrying thoughts in my fucking head so i thought i could unleash some of these thoughts right now i, I mean maybe, maybe i'm coming up with a new gimmick you know what i mean i don't know but yeah so far it, it's been pretty fucking good um uh the the Bailey the, the the matches weren't that fucking great. I think the best match so far was probably Hardy versus Cesaro. That was on the kickoff show. The tag match was pretty fucking good, but I just think when you do Fatal Four Ways, it's just like there's no really react. It's like there's no real react. Like it's like there's no one reacting to some of these fucking things, right? I I just did make a suggestion on Twitter though that I said that th- there should be a heel that his gimmick now during these empty arena matches are filling the arena. With, uh, with booze or cheers whenever he does something and pretend like he's the greatest fucking person and he'll get like you know it should be, it should be a manager's job like MVP or Stokely Hathaway should fucking do that you know you know what I mean uh, not Malcolm Bivens should fucking do that you know what I mean maybe uh, who else is a manager uh, Robert Stone whatever someone should do that where they in in this environment they're um putting crowd noises to make their fucking clients seem like like they're actually like getting cheered and and they're actually you know what I mean showing it off and all that and then and then to like uh fuck with like the their opponent you have like a like a whole lot of booze going on and it'll like distract them and shit like that anyways uh I'll come back with the next match I guess we're getting Bray Wyatt versus Braun Strowman next I wonder if it's going to be a cinematic match or it's going to be a regular match, but I'm sure there'll be some bells and whistles in it. Anyway, let's see. Um, so far, I'm 1-4 with my predictions of what I wanted to happen, but I'm, I guess I know WWE's patterns and how they book, I guess, a little bit better, I guess. Anyways. Okay, well, the Bray Wyatt versus Braun Strowman match is over. Um... It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I, I really didn't I think much of this match. I, you know, I thought it was going to be The Fiend. It was actually Bray Wyatt. So that always means that, like... And I think I, I, when Bray Wyatt came out, I knew Fiend was... Uh, Bray Wyatt was... When uh, Bray Wyatt came out, I knew Strowman was going to win. Because there's no way... It would make fucking Braun Strowman look even weaker if he couldn't even beat Bray Wyatt. 
let alone the fucking Fiend, right? So I guess that Bray Wyatt is going to go back to the Fiend and they're going to keep this thing going. I like the um, the puppets showing up in the crowd, fucking, you know, cheering on. I like the tease of... Um, of Braun Strowman pretending he is back with like back with him, and he has a black mask on, the black sheep mask on. I thought it was a uh, like that storytelling part was good. Even like the selling that Bray Wyatt was doing with like all the power moves, you know what I mean? I think Bray Wyatt's an underrated seller. Whenever he gets an opportunity, just sometimes his matches aren't his character. He's more of a character based. I guess that's more better for old school shit. But some people complain about his matches. I I thought this was probably a lot better than, like, any other match that isn't with him and Daniel Bryan, you know what I mean? So I thought this was like, a pretty good matchup, and I like the story that they were fucking building. I'm guessing the story is going to continue, and now Bray Wyatt is going to turn into the fiend for uh, Braun Strowman to go after. I thought, you know, I guess they didn't want to just give it away. I guess once in a while they want to... Because they, they do Bray Wyatt, the wrestler, once in a while when he comes out to the, the, Firefly, the Firefly, the Funhouse theme, which I think is a banger of a fucking theme, by the way. But he came out last time against Miz doing that, whatever, and he actually beat Miz as that. So it shows you where Miz was kind of on his level. But so now I guess he has to go to The Fiend. He has to bring out The Fiend for extreme cases. And I guess some of the guys that he was facing were extreme cases, you know what I mean, and, uh, I mean, he couldn't beat Goldberg, but, uh, I don't know, I, I, I just hate, I hate that he didn't beat Goldberg, um, anyways, um, yeah, so the, the match itself was just, you know, power moves being done, I, I, I did like Bray Wyatt selling in the match, though, I, again, I'm not, I'm not good with going through the details of it, so, uh, again, I thought Bray Wyatt was gonna win, I, I thought WWE would book it that way, so, I guess I am, I guess me personally is one in five, and now uh, WWE with, with WWE. I, th I think uh, I got the heart. The heart. I said Hardy was gonna. WWE was gonna book Hardy. Hardy's gonna book New Day. Uh, I was wrong about how the, uh, the Lashley one, but how WWE was gonna book that one. Um, and uh, I was wrong about. The, I was right about the Tami uh, Bailey being um, WWE booking Bailey. So I guess I'm. Uh, Three and five, I guess. Three and five with that, I guess. Because I got the Bailey one right. Uh, I got the New Day one right. And I got the Jeff Hardy one right. So, yeah. So, three and five, essentially. Now, we got uh, Drew McIntyre versus uh, um, Seth Rollins. This match should be fucking fun. This match should be good. I've been liking Drew McIntyre's title run so far. It's been actually refreshing to see a good guy be a badass for once. You know what I mean? Actual fucking badass. Oh, by the way, I guess Alexa, Alexa Bliss is using this time during Money in the Bank to build up some character because she knows that she's been pushed and she's always in the face. Even WWE's rebranded her image with some of these 24s and all that to make it seem like she's relatable. And I'm not saying that what she hasn't gone through isn't like, you know, like, you know, amazing because she, you know, beat, you know, uh, eating disorder and all that type of shit. You know what I mean? That shit's hard for women to overcome and all that. And so she's dealt with issues, but I can tell when she's supposed to be the real life fucking villain who's supposed to represent fucking the old guard, essentially, because she's a blonde, and um, there'll probably be stories about, like, you know how every generation there has a person, uh, who a woman, who probably had to do something sexually, or, you know, um, uh, you know, basically, you know, uh, had to fucking, basically 
bow to the needs of the fucking empire, essentially. And she represents, like, oh, I'm, I'm a hard worker. And she is a hard worker. So when she's taking uh, shots at the four horsemen about how she's, like, how they eat screen time and all that type of shit, you can tell she's doing that on purpose because that's going to be her character. I, I guarantee there's going to be stuff that's going to make... See, she's talking shit. And then whenever these people talk shit online, they always be revealed as the real assholes in the, in the fucking game, right? So, I, so again, that was done on purpose, essentially. Um, if you're basically... I mean, they build characters on social media now. So whenever someone does something like that, they're building a fucking character. You know what I mean? Like, um... Just like the, right now, they're building Seth Rollins back into being a good guy now. That he's like... Uh, now that he did interviews, basically kind of like um, being frustrated how he got he, he was a, he was a scapegoat for um, for um, the Hell in the Cell match and all that type of shit when he was the one that was complaining against the fans. So like in a way he's in a way he's being truthful now. It's funny that WWE shills will now think that now he's being truthful when before when he was going off fans that was the one that was being truthful. So again they plan these things on social media so I can sense this. Alexa Bliss thing gonna go further essentially. It's gonna go further with uh, with what her character is. So I guess that's supposed to make her a heel to a portion of the fans now. And I'm sure there'll be a portion of fans that like her because they hate the four horsewomen. You know what I mean? They hate Sasha. They hate Charlotte, Becky, and uh, Bailey. You know what I mean? But I, I I knew this was this was gonna be the the, the four horsewomen's role where people they were gonna be like not fucking well they weren't gonna be liked by a portion of the fans while the hardcores will probably stick with them overall even though there's infighting between which four horsewoman is the best one and all that type of shit so again you know I I differ I go I go back and forth sometimes because sometimes one person's not doing as good and then I go oh that one's doing good like for a while I'm like Charlotte's the best one then uh, you know what I mean so Sasha Banks is the best one now it's like Becky the best one i can't keep my mind together on who but i like all four of them you know what i mean anyways uh, i'm gonna go watch seth rollins versus uh drew mcintyre okay well um the, the, the we're, we're in the middle of the money in the bank match right now i'll put it a little low i'll put it a little low right now but uh holy shit already this is fucking wild over the multiple fucking uh camera angles they're doing the women's and the men's at the same time so uh, so right now, uh, yo, uh, the Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins match, really, it's probably the best match they, the, the best match of the card, uh, on the main card at least. I mean, it was better than Cesaro and Jeff Hardy, but it was still a fucking hard hitting match. Like, I, like, I, I'm, dude, like, it, it, these empty arena matches are making me appreciate more about like how like you know they make it, they make it, they make it compelling with um like you know the shit talking going on and like you know p putting more of the act on with like selling the pain and screaming and all that type of stuff so like you know what i mean like it's probably a lot better than what they've been doing on raw and smack certainly smackdown so it, it, it was I, again i'm not good at fucking describing the fucking match i mean there's better people that are going to be reviewing it but um I thought the match was really, really good. I thought it was a, a fun little match. Uh, of course, they got everyone has to get their fucking uh, finishers in. Seth Rollins came out with new music, which was fucking dope. Um, it sounds like Bailey's a little bit, which even the Bailey's one sounds like the rock, like like the Rock's fucking na nah, not Nation, but the Hollywood Rock one, right? So I'm, I'm surprised they're actually giving Seth Rollins this new fucking music. I thought Burn It Down was pretty good, but I guess he's outlived that i guess you're gonna be triple h's protege you gotta have more in that 
Um, again, I don't. I mean, there was one spot I can. I, I can't remember. I, this is a test of my memory. This is what this is what I get from being on Twitter, looking at the hot takes during during the match, and focusing on the fucking match itself. But uh, um, but but again, there was one thing where Seth Rollins did a dive, and Drew McIntyre caught him, and then just threw him into the commentary table. It was fucking wild. Um, but yeah, no, but it was a very very hard hitting match. I would go and watch it. It's a pretty. It was a pretty good one. Um, you know what I mean? So so again, I uh, I'm I'm I think. I'm two and six. I'm two and six with um. I'm two and six with um, with with what I wanted to fucking happen. With the, I got the Drew McIntyre and uh, and the Jeff Hardy one right. But uh, again, WWE one with what I predicted with how WWE would handle it. Four and six, I guess. So I mean, I'm kind of on a hot streak a little bit. But um, yeah, no. But the Drew McIntyre match was fucking uh, really, really good. Um, that's all I can really fucking say. But that's why I. That's this is this is a, a, a proof that I take it for granted when I listen to other podcasts. Cause I just let them fucking. Cause like you know what I mean. Like I let guys like John Pollock or Brian Alvarez or whatever just go through the fucking each move of the fucking match. You know what I mean? Like, and I used to be being able to do that when I was like writing down my thoughts more back like a decade ago and shit. But now. It's like I, I, I've, I've just, oh shit, we got a brother love fucking cameo in this fucking building, holy shit, this is wild man, holy fuck, this might, be, this might be one of the greatest matches alive right now, anyways, everyone's running around the fucking building, but uh, yeah, no, no, but the Seth Rollins match with uh, Drew McIntyre, it was like a really good hard hitting match, man, it's probably, uh, I thought Seth Rollins was gonna win it at one point, but I guess yo, I just wish that if if you could do a finish, Seth Rollins now should realistically go. My curb storm doesn't fucking work. I need a new finish. I wish more wrestlers would do that when they do that. I I didn't like that Drew McIntyre was doing the countdown. I, I I just hate when you do spots that involve the fucking fans, and you don't really need that type of shit, really. You know what I mean? Like you don't you don't really need that fucking shit when you do that. Like I, I wish they would just adapt to what what, what scenario they're in right now instead of doing all that spot but out of, out of but out of all the matches i thought this one was like the best one of the card if i was going to choose a match that you should go out of your way to watch i would say seth rollins and drew mcintyre they did a good fucking job anyways i'm gonna go watch the women's money in the bank and the men's money in the bank which is going on at the same time this is wild so far we got a br- uh, brother love cameo in the bathroom and these guys are just fighting all over the fucking arena and stuff like that i wonder but like they're cutting Okay, I, I thought they were just going to cut away separately, but apparently they're all, like, intermeshed together because in separate sides of the build, the separate separate sides of the building, they had the entrances where they all just stand next to each other. It was kind of cool and kind of weird to see it, but uh, anyways, uh, I'm digging it so far. I, I'm glad they aren't doing it too cinematic because I thought maybe they would fucking blow, the, blow their stack with that one already.
way. No way. Yeah. Okay, well, the money in the fucking bank is over. Um, listen, uh, I I don't want to fucking... I, I, there's too much to go over. I should have taken fucking notes, but you know what? I knew this podcast... No one's coming to me to look for fucking... Uh, for fucking the results and all that type of shit. Like, I, I don't think I'm that fucking guy yet. You know what I mean? So this money in the bank, I was already kind of going over what was happening, but... It was like they, they basically fought all over the building. They had their fucking comedy spots. You know, Paul Heyman's eating food. You know, their Dana Brooke fucking, you know, tries to get the money in the bank from the conference room. She thinks she wins. And Stephanie fucking comes in and basically tells her, you know, oh, clean up. You, know, you, you didn't even win the money in the bank. You can tell that they filmed this fucking like, like, like they filmed her separate from all of this but they made it seem like she was in the actual room i you know what i mean and uh the john laurinitis and otis throwing a pie at him daniel bryan and aj styles fighting into vince mcmahon's fucking office and then vince mcmahon telling them to go away and then he vince mcmahon puts hand sanitizer on i thought that was kind of weird i mean i know it's supposed to be comedy but i mean you should have done that for like like maybe lesser like lesser fucking established like the like the lesser established guys like baron corbin would have been perfect in that role taking a fucking like yelling from vince mcmahon not daniel bryan maybe i'm analyzing because it's supposed to be a fun fucking match that everyone all the hype beasts are gonna fucking love essentially and all that i thought like i thought it was better than than what i was expecting i you know i mean i didn't know what to expect much but i thought maybe they would just do too much cinematic shit there was like music added to it where you can kind of justify it like all reality show place they fucking the reality show producers they edited it and all that type of shit where you can kind of justify it a little bit right um, as far as I'm concerned, uh, no one went off the building because like, there was a, a, a portion that was tarped off. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there was one portion that was tarped off. But the, the only two guys that 
Baron Corbin sent Rey Mysterio and uh, Alistair Black. But I, you know, I'm for WWE doing shows on their fucking roof, man. That that, that was it was actually pretty cool to see cars just driving by in the background and shit. It was actually it was actually a, a pretty good like a very good spot like a very good uh, a very good uh, visual of of what was happening and all that. Um, uh, I mean, do do, do I really got to go into more of the details of it? Everyone's already you know doing their own post shows and all that. But I, you know, I'm just giving you like my thoughts on where it's gonna go in the future, and then let's see where my score went. Um, because one of them, I, I, I didn't think I was gonna get anyone right. I thought Shayna Baszler, was, I thought Shayna Baszler may have been the one that I could have gotten, but they actually went with Oscar winning the women's Money in the Bank, and I, I didn't get why her and Corbin were fighting because Corbin could have just got the other one, but then she beat the shit out of Corbin too, so that was fucking hilarious. But she won. She was the first one to get to the roof, and then she kind of won there. Um, the, the men's one, I'm a little bit more disappointed. I know, because I'm, I'm an Otis fan, but Otis winning the money in the bank was fuck. I don't know, I think it's just fucking stupid. I mean, listen, I'm all for making new stars, and, and if, and, and by the way, I could be wrong, by the way, I could be wrong, maybe I'll, I'll like it, but like, I mean, you could have gotten, you could have gotten, uh, you could have gotten, uh, um, you could have gotten, uh, you could have gotten Otis, uh, like to that level organically you didn't i don't think you needed a money in the bank match i think you could have helped spotlight somebody else because i i mean are, are you really looking forward to an Otis? he didn't even climb it. it was aj styles and fucking corbin that climbed the fucking ladder and they both unhooked it so to me aj styles is the fucking winner and then they both fucking fumbled it and then they both fucking got their um uh the the, the cage just flew over to otis's fucking hand essentially and otis fucking won it I mean, I'm trying to think of other other fucking funny things that happened during the match. I I thought like just you know some of the the Rey Mysterio spot was fucking hilarious. Uh, AJ Styles getting haunted by, by the Undertaker, and then they kind of flash back to Undertaker, and all that type of shit. So I I thought like the like the 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 the, 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 the brawling throughout the fucking building was pretty fucking good. I I thought that like the, the, that part was fucking dope. Um, it got a little ridiculous at times, but I thought, like, them coming up, um, like, them coming up on the, on the ladder, I thought the visual of the, 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 the ring being on the roof was actually pretty cool. That's when, like, some of the real, I wish the m more of, of the match was taking place there, more so than in the building, because, like, cause, like, you kind of, like, you know, you kind of, like, you you kind of like you know just you're going in motions with with, with that kind of shit like i mean yeah the, there was some funny bits but even like some of the cameos were getting kind of ridiculous i think i was getting tired of it by the time mcmahon was basically on the fucking screen with it i i just didn't really care for that part really i mean yeah okay cool we got mcmahon fucking yelling at his talent and maybe i'm taking it too seriously but i don't know i just didn't fucking really care for it um, you know, ask, probably the next week I won't remember what my opinion was anyways on any of this stuff. I'm probably not going to listen back to it. But, yeah, so it's just, it's just, it just, it was, a, it was a really fun show in general. I, guess, I mean, I guess the timing of it, the, the, the time was actually good too, where they didn't keep, they, they didn't extend this to three hours or, or four hours or anything like that. They just did it. They got off the air by like 9.30 or so. You know what I mean? So I, I'm actually kind of glad. I'm, I'm kind of glad this fucking thing. Yeah, so I, so, so, so I don't know where the fuck is going to go. I don't, I don't know 
where if Otis is gonna just be, I, I wonder if 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 Otis is gonna cash in and he loses because Tucker is jealous of him because of him for because Tucker's been missing in action. So I'm guessing that they, like that wasn't destined to be a long tag team. Unfortunately, I mean hopefully Tucker fucking can uh, get us get his own little singles run. But I I mean Otis seems to be the fucking guy for some reason that Vince McMahon has gotten into. I mean, my score out of eight has been bad. I mean, at least, um, let's see where it is. Hold on a second. Um, let's see, um, money in the bank. Let me tally up the, let me tally up the, uh, the victories. Let me tally up the victories of this shit. Let me, let me tally it up. Hold on a second. Uh, yeah. I'm just looking at uh, the mat, the match results, and all that type of shit. Uh, okay, yeah. So, uh, so okay. Again, Jeff Hardy defeated Cesaro, which I said WWE will do, and I would do. So that's a one and one right there. Then I said the New Day will probably be where WWE fucking books it. So for that, I was two, two and two, for how WWE books it. But me, I said Forgotten Son, so I'm one and two right there. And then the Bobby Lashley R Truth, I didn't predict that, so and I didn't predict WWE would do that. Uh, I thought w, I thought MVP would at least fucking just confront R Truth about it and get him to be serious. But I guess it was Lashley. So in in that regard, um, two and th- two and three, and I'm th- then what I want to happen one and three. Bailey versus Tamina. I said I wanted Tamina to win because they actually got her. You got me hyped for her for once, and I was wrong. So. That's uh one in four from what I wanted, but uh th- three three and four for what um what I said WWE would do. I said me I said I would uh, me and WWE would probably see the same way with Bray Wyatt winning, but no Braun Strowman fucking won. So I'm uh one in f- I think I'm one in five right there one in five and then uh. Uh, th- three and five. Uh, for the how WWE would book it, I said Drew McIntyre and me. Drew Drew McIntyre and WWE. I said I me and me and WWE would book the same with Drew McIntyre. So that one I got. So I got two out of six right there. While uh, you know, uh, for what I thought WWE would do, it's four and six, and then uh, Oscar and then Oscar won. That was one of my choices, so that's uh, three, three and seven that I got. Uh, three and seven that I got, that I got, and I thought WWE would go with. Uh, I said WWE would go with Nia Jax or Shayna Baszler. I think I said Lacey Evans originally in my Friday in my Friday one, but um, you know, either either way, uh, you know, uh, either way, uh, you know, um. That was wrong. So I got I got what WWE would book wrong, and Otis, I was completely wrong. So in I'm three I'm three and eight, for what I wanted, and I'm and then for what WWE what I thought WWE would do I I got let's say one, I'm I'm really good at see the, the, this proves right here I'm really bad at fucking even keeping uh, a, a a concentrated thought whatsoever. So I, so I gotta tally it up. Two. 
Yeah, so I'm four and, I was four and eight with what WWE would do with that. Yeah, you know, I got those completely wrong. So, I mean, listen, the the match itself was pretty fucking wild. I would suggest to go over it. It was probably one of WWE's better shows with with this empty arena. I mean, it, it was probably better than one of the nights at WrestleMania, essentially, because I think the WrestleMania ones went with a little too long, but they kept everything under wraps. You know what I mean? I I don't know. I just I thought the match was fun, but I I mean I'm not looking forward to Otis fucking winning the fucking being a Money in the Bank winner, man. I don't know, uh, you know what I mean? Because the thing is like because because maybe maybe Tucker will cost them the match that he cashes in on, and then you know what I mean they do that, but then it's like then you you just basically like ruin. I mean I guess because there's gonna be no crowd, you might as well maybe do a fucking storyline out of it. I guess this would be the one year where it is kind of expendable if they're not having a big plan. I don't think they're gonna be pushing Otis to a main event status. I think they just solidify him as a, a solid upper mid carder. If if you want my personal fucking opinion on that, you know what I mean. But who who the fuck knows nowadays? But. Um, you know, but just, yeah, just, 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 just watch. There, there were some good spots with it. I think the Paul Heyman part was probably where I was at my peak about where I want these cameos because why would Paul Heyman just be there? So, like, it's like, even in storyline, like, the reality show producers are just putting sports entertainment-esque in the middle of a, a legit match in storyline, if that makes sense to you. You know, but again, I, I just, I wasn't really happy with who, 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 who the men won. At this point, I would have rather you know what I would have rather Corbin won it than fucking Otis win it, you know. I, I, again, it's it's like an, it's like another meme that people are fucking getting behind that they want to be like you know what I mean. And then they'll think the internet is like reflective of it and all that type of shit. I mean, listen, maybe I'm just down on it because I just don't see it right now. But I do, I do like, I do think the him and Mandy Rose storyline is one of the better fucking storylines that they've been doing the past couple of months, so, I mean, listen, maybe, I, maybe I'm the one who has it fucking wrong, and maybe I'll end up liking it, you know what I mean, that's the beauty of, of me doing this stuff, because then I can look back and go, yeah, you know what, I was fucking wrong, because a lot of times I am, I never really had documented evidence before, but, you know, but keep this in mind, though, keep this in mind, um, again, go to better people who can fucking probably, uh, do this a lot better than I am, I, I suck at fucking, you know what I mean, I, I only do it from where I see the storyline going, I never, I can never, like, do, oh, what, what, this guy was swinging on this one, and he did a uh, neck breaker right at the corner of all, you know what I mean, I'm not good at all that shit, you know what I mean, so I just try to, I try to, uh, you know, do a spontaneous one with, like, just what I'm doing right now. But I, again, this is probably a failure. I'm probably not going to do this one as much. I, I just don't feel, uh, you know, as good about doing this podcast because I guess it's just too random. I just I'm I'm trying to throw sh ideas at the wall to like stay interesting without having to fucking learn a fucking new, like a, like learn something new like video editing or something like that. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Otherwise, I I'll be going buck on Twitter trying to understand this Chrissy Teigen controversy and what it fucking means. I don't I don't know anymore. Anyways, uh, I hope you enjoyed this. If you did, I uh, God bless you. But I can tell you, if, if if this turned you off completely, I can understand why you would never listen to another podcast of mine again. All right? Peace out.